0: And I started at that, and I found that it was uh, that it was actually good at it. Okay, uh, but I was I was good at all the climbing and the crawling, and the, but I I sucked at the running part of it.
1: This runs Radio episode six hundred and eighty nine starts in three, two. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, just want to uh, let you know that today's episode is brought to you by the book, the book, my book, Be Ready on Race Day is uh, available and uh, ready for you to consume and use in order to help you prepare for your next race, whatever whatever distance that race might be. The the book specifically talks about the half marathon and the full marathon, but honestly, the the same principles, the same science really works no matter what kind of distance you're training for, what, what your goals might be. Um the, the idea is that this is a, a how-to book to help you create your own training plan. Instead of relying on some one size fits all plan like uh you know most other books provide, they, they might give you some details and some info, and then they're like, here's a plan you can follow. And and to me, that's uh not exactly doing what you need. That's not giving you your best chance to have your best race because it's not a plan that's created. Specifically for you, so if you find yourself in a situation where maybe hiring a coach doesn't really uh, fit in the budget right now, um, or you just you're kind of a DIY type of person and you'd rather just do it yourself, here's here's an opportunity to kind of really get inside my head. Figure out everything that uh, pretty much everything that I do with my clients. I mean, I, I didn't hold anything back. I've had several of my athletes that have read the book and said, wow, this, this really is exactly, uh, I can, I can see now with the plans that you provide for me that this is exactly how you do it. And I said, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Just giving you the tools you need to create your own custom plan. Cause I, I, you know, I'm pretty firm in my belief that, uh, there are no one size fits all training plans that, that you need the plan that's best for you. And you can't just you know get that from something free online or you know a book that's that's out there without without really tweaking it and, and changing it and adjusting it to, to suit your needs. So if you need help with that adjusting and that tweaking and, and that making it your own, be ready on race day.com is the website. You can also find the book on Amazon, Kindle, all the places. Just search for Be Ready on Race Day, and uh, it should pop right up there and you can get yourself a copy. And, uh, hopefully it'll help you. And if you have any questions along the way, just let me know. And, uh, we'll help you get, uh, back on track and, uh, getting yourself ready to go for the race of your choice that's coming up. So, uh, be ready on race And now without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys. Uh, today's guest is no stranger to figuring out how to get as much accomplished as possible each day, both within his running life and uh, obviously within the rest of his life as well. So uh, my guest pretty much does does all the things, and here are just a few of the examples uh, from what he shared with me, and I'm sure there's a bunch of other things that I'm not aware of as well, but he's a race director, he's an ultra runner, and uh, he's also a neurosurgeon, so uh, apparently... Uh, with, with all of those types of things and all the other things going on, uh, I have a feeling that he's figured out how to add an extra hour or two into each day just so he can make time to do everything because Lord knows I don't have that much on my plate and 24 hours doesn't seem to be enough for me. But uh, anyway, I'm certainly honored and thankful that he's willing to take a little bit of time out of his clearly busy schedule today to uh, chat with us. So without any further ado, let's, let's dive in and, and hang out with uh, Dr. Richard Schlenk. So thanks for uh, joining us today, Rich. Really appreciate it and uh, welcome to the show.
0: It's a great honor, and I'm really uh, appreciative to, to be invited. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, well, the, the pleasure is, is mine, and I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Guys, if you want to check out uh, the show notes today, uh, Rich really isn't on, on the social medias or the websites. We do have one website address that we're going to mention in, in a bit, but uh, uh, we'll have that linked up as well. But we'll have show notes, photos, all all the things. com slash 689 is the place to find those for today's episode. So, uh, Rich, the way we always start off each episode of the show um, is with a very simple uh, question, uh, a pretty straightforward question. Sometimes easy to answer, sometimes not. And and if I had to uh, to paint with a broad brush here, I would say that ultra runners have a harder time answering this question than uh, road runners and and you know anybody who runs anything less than ultra distance. But you know sometimes the ultra runners they they know they have it coming out of the out of the uh, the barrel right away too. But it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why?
0: Uh, well. It's not so hard for me uh, to answer that. Is I, my favorite distance is the 100K. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like the Goldilocks distance for me. I um, I enjoy the, the the long, arduous journey of an ultra run. But that 100-mile distance for me is just such a it, – it's been such an elusive thing for me. I've only been able to achieve it once out of a couple different tries and, uh, the hundred K distance to me, to me, I, I, feel like I get my fill, uh, and then some, and, but it's also, uh, uh, it's also very challenging and rewarding for me. So that,
1: that works. That's uh, you're, you're talking to somebody who's run a grand total of two ultras so far, both 50 Ks. Um, so it, it always kind of makes it brings a little smile to my face when when somebody's like, yeah, you know, the the hundred mile that's just a, that's just a bit much, but that you know, hundred k or even fifty miles, like that's just that's just kind of a nice sweet spot. Um, I, I still uh, haven't, um, still can't quite wrap my head around running quite that long, like fifty k, long enough. Running that twice, whew, that's that's still a, a, an obstacle out there that I can't I can't quite grasp just yet.
0: Well, I I, I, I used to feel that way, but for me, it's not so much about. Uh, Uh, it's about the experience of the, of, of, of the journey. And it's also about the preparation uh, that goes into that. To me, the, the, the running is more of a lifestyle. And although I do a fair amount of running events, um, I, you know, it's uh, the, the running events for me are sort of what motivates me to, to daily, to, to, to be engaged in, 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 in running. And it's more of a lifestyle thing for me, but the, uh, the uh, the ultra marathon uh, stuff for me is 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 uh, I've I've had mi- mixed results with it, uh, but the it's it for me it's been extraordinarily rewarding. More so because I've gotten to meet so many cool people here uh, in the Northeast Ohio community that are ultra runners, and they are just the 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 nicest, uh, most uh, embracing. Uh, individuals that I've met, and uh, they've inspired me to uh, to continue on in this sport. It have inspired me to get involved with race directing and setting up our uh, charity running organization. And uh, I, uh, you know, for me, I uh, although I I am I'm, I'm a runner first. I, I feel like uh you know uh, the 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 community here is really what's what inspires me every day to get out there
1: yeah certainly uh agree with that wholeheartedly and and um in those those couple of of ultras that i've done you know it's it's i I feel like i feel like i feel like feel like but uh you know the the running community in general is 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 top notch you know just like any big community you always have a couple of bad apples but for the most part you know the running community is is fantastic but yeah you get into the the ultra scene um and there's just there's just a different feel to it and it, it is it is pretty special uh for sure
0: and it's a different it's, – it's a total different feel. So l- last year I did uh, – um, uh, the year before last, excuse me, I did the New York City Marathon, which was just an amazing experience for me. It was just wall-to-wall, I see it, people, my ear – I couldn't even hear myself think, all right? And uh, I, I, I loved it. The same year I did Black Canyon 100K, which was a misery fest, okay? <laughs> and I <laughs> – I finished. Uh, it was it was a uh, it was muckety muck rain, and uh, uh, it was the slowest, uh, most arduous ultra experience I've ever had. And at the end, uh, there, there were there was no fanfare. There was at the at the end, I had to wake up the guy who was doing the <laughs> timing, uh, and ask him, "Can I please have my my buckle?" And so, in the same year, I did these two uh epic races but uh uh i i, I loved the Black Canyon one hundred k so much more because of what I had to go through to finish it but uh on the other hand, the New York City Marathon was very special for me because that's also where I grew up and uh, oh. I really yeah so
1: yeah it's it's um I, I've never run new york it's it's one of those where um it's It's not really on my my bucket list by any stretch, but everybody that I've talked to, I mean, I haven't talked to anybody who's run it that doesn't recommend it and doesn't recommend to at least give it give it one shot for the experience for the, the atmosphere for just what a what a huge big city race is, is like. Uh, it Sounds like you had a pretty good experience there as well.
0: Oh it, it was great. It was uh, I, It was the first time I actually put my name in for the lottery and I was shocked to <laughs> be pulled out. Uh, and it was very emotional for me because uh, I've I, I've lived in Ohio for the last almost 20 years, and I grew up uh, in the in the New York City area. I was born in Brooklyn, New York City. So I got to run just a few city blocks from where uh, my uh, where I was born and where I was where I lived for the first few years of my life and where my grandmother's house was, and there, it was it was extraordinarily emotional for me. So it was just a different. Unique experience, and uh, I, I, uh, for me, uh, I'll I'll always remember that.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's, um, you know, for different reasons, but I feel like just about everybody who's who's run it has kind of said the same thing. They'll always remember it for. You know, some, for some people, it's, a, it's that personal connection, like you had. Some people, it's just the, the amazing crowd support. That just for whatever reason, uh, it, it seems sounds like a memorable race. So yeah, I'll probably, I, I, I'll probably start putting my uh, my name in the hat one of these years. But it's, I, I guess, not, I, you know, now I'm, I'm afraid because I've had a few people that have said the same thing, where it's like, yeah, I put my name in, didn't think I'd get it, and then that's when you get that's when you get picked. Uh, right. Versus the ones who are like every year, I want to get it, I want to get it, and they they can't seem to get their name picked. So I'd, I'd be that one that's like, yeah, I'll start putting my name in now, hoping that in three or four or five years I'll get picked, and that'll be. That'll be when it, the name gets drawn right off the right off the bat.
0: Yeah, things work like that, don't they?
1: Yeah, they they certainly do. So, uh, h- how'd you get started in the sport of of running? Rich, was that something that uh, I think you I think you said in an email or something that you kind of started uh, kind of midlife? So it wasn't necessarily something you did uh, early in your you know high school college days type of thing. But, but what got you started in the sport?
0: Uh, kind of a weird way that I got into it. Uh, I. Uh... Because of my, my uh, professional life through it, my, I, I had a lot of imbalance in terms of the amount of time I was spending, that I spent in training and so forth and for, for my job. And by the time I got to my early 40s, I was in terrible physical shape. I mean, I was just a mess. And so I started doing, you know, uh, started going to the gym and then I created my own gym in my basement. And I was really at that for a couple of years and I was in very good, uh, like CrossFit shape I would say Mm -hmm. uh then a buddy of my uh turned me on to obstacle course uh events Mm -hmm. and I started at that and I found that it was uh that I was actually good at it okay uh but I was I was good at all the climbing and the crawling and the but I I sucked at the running part of it (laughs) and uh and then I I I I entered a 24-hour uh race um a few months after I started the obstacle course stuff. And by 20 miles into this thing, I had completely tanked. Mm-hmm. I was done, done, done. And I, I dropped. And I realized that if I wanted to redeem myself, I had to actually become uh, much more proficient as a, as a long distance runner. So I dedicated myself over the next year to be able to do that. And I, I did redeem myself at the next year's event. But what happened to me over the course of that next year is I got to meet trail runners. Mm-hmm. And, and they, would, they would just sort of begin to uh, uh, rub off on me. And first of all, they thought that I was just stupid for doing the obstacle course <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and in retrospect, I think they were right, okay? Uh, but I, uh, I then became entrenched in this running community. And it then became, it then, be, uh, it, it then uh, morphed into a lifestyle for me. I was struggling to figure out how to fit this stuff into my day-to-day life. I have to be at work early, and I and I leave often late. And I have a family, I have, ki- I have kids and a wife, and um, and I value everybody, uh, uh, all those individuals who are important to me, and I I, I don't want to shortchange uh, those people or my patients or my job. So. I then sort of uh, uh, decided that I would just start running to work uh, and back, and it's about five miles, mm. and it's a it's actually a very lovely run, pretty easy run downhill to get to work, on um, the run home not so easy because it's all uphill. <laughs> uh, but what happened there was something unexpected: is that um, I live in uh, I work in. In, in Cleveland, in the outskirts of the city of Cleveland, and I live in the suburbs, uh, out just outside of Cleveland, and I I learned of this r- ravine that is sandwiched between two city streets, uh, and that that cr- there because there's creek in the bottom of that ravine that goes basically two blocks from my house to two blocks from my work. Mm. And I didn't even know that – I knew that there was something down there because uh, I had been driving past there for uh, 12 years. It's not part of any park system. Uh, but a buddy of mine who's a trail runner said, hey, you should go down there. I hear it's pretty cool. <laughs> so I was floored. I, I started running in this ravine, and I could not believe that this existed. It's this beautiful rocky ravine in a creek, and it sinks down – and once you're down in the ravine, you swear that you're 30 miles transported into the national a national forest or something, and I just fell in love with this uh, very beautiful but rocky and technically difficult uh, trail system that took me to work, and after that I, I. You know i it this just became part of my day to day life running to work, running home from work it doesn 't matter what time of the year uh you know it 's usually in the dark with headlights and so mm-hmm. forth and i I actually have to run through a uh it's almost like uh, it almost more closely resembles a sewer, but it 's a big <laughs> it 's a big tunnel where the creek runs under a street and there's there's amazing graffiti there too so it 's very mm-hmm. urban. And, uh, and for a couple of years I, w- I did that and I introduced it to my running friends and we thought this was the most, uh, gnarly coolest place we, we found like a gem. And we, we toyed around, we thought, you know what, this would be an amazing place to have a race, you know? Um, and so back in 2000 and I think it was 14, I sort of created a, uh, an F A. I'm not sure if I could say the A word on. Yeah, uh, you're good. Yeah, yeah, a fat ass right. race. <laughs> the fat ass race there, and we had about 40 people who did the fat ass there, and everybody loved it. And mm. and and so the next year I made it a ultra sign up event. You know, a real official event, and uh, and put it on for free. And I, I maybe had about sixty people, but after that, the but there was this buzz about this race, and it's called the Don Creek Trail Race. And I thought, well, you know what? Um, I I'm, I'm sharing this aspect of my life with uh, with everybody, and I, I it really means so much to me to do that. And these people are so so nice and cool. I think we could do more than just have a running event here. So um, in the Subsequent years that we've had the race, we turned it into a charity race. So where we mm-hmm. we try to raise money for uh, a small local community organization, and, and also corral the runners. Uh, one of the one of the strings attached to the to the race is to uh, that they have to participate in in uh, in, in cleanup efforts uh, of this area because it's because it's sandwiched between two city streets. Uh, it's filled with mm-hmm. refuse and garbage. And over the past couple of years, we've collected hundreds of bags of garbage uh, from from the ravine, and the runners really like that aspect of the of the event. And uh, and this year, I have 150 runners, and wow. and we've raised uh, we've raised probably twenty thousand dollars in uh, in, uh, in money for local charities, and and uh, so all of this sort of morphed from me being fat and forty. <laughs> uh to introducing it, it get kind of get, kind of getting into the trail uh the trail scene and then me getting involved in running organizations and throughout all that I'm trying to be active with doing my own races like mm-hmm. I'm like as a participant and uh it's 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 changed my life and it's really kind of balanced a lot of the things that I do
1: yeah what what a what a um just what a process that, that unfolded, and the pictures that you painted. There's there's so many uh, follow-up questions that I have, and, and uh, as as people that listen to the show regularly know, I, I I say this a few times. Like I got a bunch of questions. I'm not going to get to all of them because I'm going to ask one. You're going to answer it, and that's going to take me in, a, in another different direction. Um, but uh, a, a couple things that that come to mind. One, do you do you still do any uh, obstacle course racing, or is that, uh, is that in the in the rearview mirror permanently at this point?
0: It's in the rearview mirror. Uh, number one is that, is that I, 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 am not as strong as I used to be in my upper body. I've now become, uh, uh, I I now have a runner's body. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, the other, the other aspect is just practical is that, uh, I actually have to have, uh, intact arms and hands and, uh, the, some of those events carry some risk, uh, of, of serious injury, you know, and, and, and I, I just weighing it all, I, I, it was not that important. I was finding, I was finding so much fulfillment in, in, in the running uh, events that I felt like, you know what? I don't really, I don't really need to do that anymore. And it wasn't even a conscious decision. I just felt like, you know, at some point I just wasn't as interested in it, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, totally, and I mean, I, I've, I've, I've never dipped my toe in an OCR event, but I've, I've kind of thought about it, and I've had some folks on the show that that's primarily what they, what they do as far as competing and, and racing is, is obstacle course running, and it's just like you know, it, kind of like what you said with, with the, the, there are inherent risks, even if it's something as simple as just slipping and you go to put your hand down, I mean, and and breaking a finger or something like that, which for me, you know, would be an obstacle but it wouldn't be that big of a deal but for you i mean that that could very well be there goes there goes the livelihood or at least a big chunk of it so uh, i can see you saying yeah not really worth it anymore
0: right and it made my wife so much happier
1: (laughs) i bet i bet um another question that uh you know a lot of people have have come to me with or, or you know, just a, a complaint you hear and, and on the social media world and, and around running circles is not having enough time. And, and clearly, you know, you're, you're as busy as, as anybody. So um, and, and you found a way around it. And, and part of that way is to to run commute running back and forth to, to work. Um, and, and I feel like when I've talked to people before about that, uh, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, for, for you as the one who does it kind of like, yeah, no, no big deal. But, you know, every, anytime I maybe mention that to somebody, it's like, well, I've got to be, you know, pre- like, I can't show up to work all sweaty and gross and, and things like that. But here you are, um, you know, again, doctor, uh, surgeon, like, like you know, kind of uh, important to, to show up um, and be presentable. Obviously, you found a way to make it work. When you got into that, was that something or when you first had the idea of maybe I should just try running to work? Was that something that um, was just a natural next progression or was it something that, that was... Uh, a difficult thing to kind of figure out how to make it work and still be able to you know have the right clothes and and cleaned up and showered and all that kind of stuff and and, and really be able to make it be a part of your daily routine
0: yeah, it was an evolution, so you know i i I was struggling to figure out how I was going to fit this into my life, and so i 'd either have to wake up extraordinarily early and get my physical activities in or come home from work. And, uh, sacrifice time from my family to, to do that. Right. And and most people have those struggles, right? It's just, uh, it's not easy. So I, just by chance, uh, you know, when I moved into the home that I purchased, uh, back in 2002, I, 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 I moved, uh, Sort of like a Goldilocks distance from where I work, from a runner standpoint. You know, if I live ten miles away, mm-hmm. I don't think I would be doing a ten-mile commute to work and home for five days a week. Right. Uh, but this is a manageable distance for me. And um, so, I <laughs> one of the one of the real practical things that uh, that makes it uh, doable for me is the fact that I have a shower at work. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, who who wants to have a sweaty surgeon uh, with <laughs> dirt on their ankles? Or maybe if they maybe they, maybe dirt on their hands uh, running through the trails operating on them uh, in the next you know in the next hour or so so I have a shower at work which makes life easier for me and I have my own office space where I don't see patients if I could divulge this where I where I hang my clothes to dry so and you know and so I run to work with a backpack for, with the clothes to run home in and and I have clothes to change into. And so it works for me, but I recognize that for most people that doesn't work for them because they live too far mm-hmm. or they don't have the, you know, they don't have a shower at work, you know, but, uh, it just worked out for me. And, uh, so it, it, it just become part of my, uh, my routine. And, and I don't, the days where I don't run to work cause I don't run every day to work. Uh, I just don't feel the same. And right. quite honestly, quite honestly, I have, uh, a stressful job things don't always go perfect uh, and uh, and on my run home especially when i'm running through the Don creek and i've got to pay attention to where my next foot is going or i'm gonna spill uh, by the time i get home everything is better you know mm-hmm. and so it's not only fitting it into my life but uh, it's uh, the, this aspect of my life makes me better at what I do when I'm, when I'm, when I'm at work and and when I get and home, when you get home. Right. right, right, right. right. And so, um, it's all, it's, it's about balance. And I can't say I, I have perfect balance in my life. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, I'm a work in progress, but this has helped. Um, I, I think my life is much better balanced now than it was 10 years ago.
1: Good. good, yeah. And it's something that, uh, I, I think we we can all, uh, say that we've had, had struggles with, with finding the right balance and things. And, and that's, and it's, it's a constantly moving target, but man, the closer you can get to it, the, the better, like you said, everything it gets to be, cause you can, you can be more present at work, more present at home, still get your miles in like everybody's, everybody wins.
0: Right. Right. And, and you, the, the good part for me is I could get in, uh, you know, if I'm running four to five miles, I'm four to five times to work and back a week. Uh, by the weekend i've got you know uh close to 40 miles under my belt and uh and um and if i do a long run you know it just poises me mm-hmm. uh to to be able to take part in 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 running events so so the running events are a bonus for me you know right right
1: yeah. Well, that's, and that's kind of how they, they, I think should be a lot of times. That's, that's the, the, you know, that's, the, that's the reward for putting in the train or the, 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 uh, you know, the, the fun part, you know, I mean, not that the training isn't fun, but you know, it, it's, it's nice to have, you know, however many 20, 30, 60 people that you you know, you know can kind of run with and, and partake with and enjoy the, the, the run and whatever festivities are, are involved as well. So, so yeah, and, and it gives you plenty of base mileage, certainly to be able to
0: do that. Yeah. I, I, um... I, I agree with that. I think uh, everybody's got to figure out how how their life works, right? And they got to figure out how to fit things in. And everyone's different. And this aspect at the moment, I I kind of feel like I have dialed in, and, and it feels yeah. good.
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, what, one last kind of question on the uh, and just because I'm curious uh, about the the run commuting. What uh, what do the other doctors and nurses and and folks around your your office in the hospital think about what you do running in and out most days?
0: Uh, they've gotten. You know, they, they They know me well, and so uh, <laughs> uh, a common question that I'll get is when I come to the operating room is, did you run in today? and last last week it was we we were in the we had the polar vortex, mm-hmm. and so it was minus five or something. And uh, you know, the nurses said to me, "Please tell me you didn't run to work today." And I just looked at them, and they knew the answer. <laughs> and <laughs> and about ten minutes later, my my wife texted me and said, uh, "Your car is home. Please tell me you didn't run to work today." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it's it's you know, uh, I I think everybody's sort of accepting that this is part of my my life, and uh, and and and. I, I think people who know me, have known me for a long time, realize that this, uh, this that I'm, that I'm happier when I'm able to, uh, when I'm in my routine, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and, and shoot, I think you could make a, a, a pretty strong argument that I'm the same way. And I think that probably most people listening are where it's, you know, if, if we can get our, our runs in as regularly scheduled, whatever, you know, whether that's five days a week, six days a week, twice a week, whatever it is. Um, it just kind of helps to calibrate everything else. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think being in, in your routine and even if it gets a little chilly, you know, still, still make it happen. That's, uh, probably good for everybody.
0: Yeah. I love my winter runs. I really, really, really do. I would much rather run at zero degrees Fahrenheit than 90 degrees Fahrenheit <laughs> a- any, any day.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I don't know that I agree with that, but I guess that's why I can get away with living, living in Florida and you can be back up in the, in the, uh, the Midwest there in, in Ohio. So um, shifting gears just a little bit, Rich, but something that you already also had, had talked about was um, the, the, the race directing and the, the, the charity component, giving, giving back and, and raising money. Um, when did, when did the, the organization, which correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's called uh, Running Forward and Giving Back, when did when did that come about? And I mean, it's not like it's just that one fat ass race that you were talking about. I was looking at the website. There's there's a half a dozen races, if not more, that are on there. Or different different race directors, different distances, the whole nine yards. Uh, but when did that whole organization come together? And, and, and was that did you help create it, or did you join in part of it, or how did that all come together like that?
0: Well, I'll give you the background for that. So uh, I had I had formed this Don Creek Trail uh, race. Uh, a couple of years ago and as i was getting to know other local race directors and so forth uh, a couple of us got together uh i I'd, I'd say like-minded individuals got together uh bill wagner who's uh, um and roy uh, hager who are local running legends uh who host who, who who've hosted a bunch of other uh, local uh, trail races and who are really well-known individuals they've had their own nonprofit uh Running races in the past, and we were sort of for maybe a year plus. We were just sort of helping each other out with the races, and informally, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, uh, coalescing per se, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I had, and uh, and we were all doing a charity thing, you know, that was separate from one another. And so we really kind of believed in this overall mission that we that the, the reason to put on races from our standpoint were to put on really good running experiences for the local community and to uh and to give back to the park system and also to local charities and so uh Bill Wagner and myself uh we we thought you know what let's let's do something formally you know because uh we, we wanted to be recognized for the work that we were doing collectively. And we wanted to form this, uh, uh an organization that sort of, ex, uh, that collectively exemplifies, uh, you know, just sort of giving back. Cause I think many of us who are involved in running realize how much this is meant to us personally and how, how better our lives are because we have this in our lives. And, uh, you know, many runners have big hearts and they want to be able to, to be able to, to give back. So we decided that we were going to form this running forward and giving back, uh, organization. And last year we received our 501 C3 status as a formal nonprofit. And, uh, and we have, uh, uh, nine races in our running series right now, uh, that are part of that. One, the, the, um, the sort of, the, uh, the race that, that we all, all sort of, uh, contribute towards in organizing is the Canal Corridor 100. So that's our sort of our, our, our big, big, big race of the year. And it, but each of us has our own individual races and we, we help each other out. And we also, um, try to, uh, raise money for, uh, small local organizations. You had, you had, a uh, someone, lo- uh, someone recently on your podcast, Liz, Liz Farrow, who's mm-hmm. a part of girls with soul. And that's how I got to know Liz because, uh, we donated $10,000, uh, to, uh, run, uh, excuse me, to girls with soul, uh, last year through two of our different races. And, uh, and it just feels really good to be able to do that. It just, uh, I don't know. I just feel like I'm a better person because we're, we can, we can, uh, get all these runners together who uh, who, uh, who actually really buy into this philosophy of, of of, giving back to their local community. And so, as I mentioned before, we also organize cleanup efforts. One of our races last year uh, um, spent a whole day, um, the runner spent a whole day down in uh, the Bath Nature Preserve cleaning invasive plant species uh, to that park. So, you know, it just feels good to be able to do that. And we have uh, a bunch of race directors that kind of share this philosophy. And we really are in cahoots with one another. And it, it, and everybody's terrific. It's really been one of the best things that that I've gotten involved with.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, and speaking of just kind of, again, the running community in general, for the most part, pretty willing to, to give back and, and contribute and whether it's it's running charity races, whether it's it's doing, you know, sweeping trails and things like that, cleaning up trash. Um, sounds like you've got the whole, the whole between between your race and, and the other races that are part of the, the series, uh, kind of got everything covered. So anybody, if you're in uh, the northeast uh, Ohio area or maybe kind of south, south uh, southern part of Michigan, uh, wherever, in Pennsylvania, anywhere in there that, that would make, make sense to kind of maybe head over and check out some of the races. Uh, or if you just want to take a road trip and check out the races as well i mean so shoot they're not going to turn you away uh, running forward and giving com is the website all the races are there uh, so you can kind of find out which race might uh might suit your fancy so um you know rich with with again kind of continuing with, with this with this idea of of giving back and and, and putting these races together and whatnot um, i'd be curious to find out uh, from from your experience with with putting your own race together and, and, and race directing um how is how is that um impacted you or changed you or, or, differed from your expectations as a runner versus a race director. So kind of seeing both sides of, of the coin, um, what, uh, you know, I don't know if compared contrast is quite the right way of asking the question, but like, you know, once you put the race director hat on, uh, how has that maybe shaped you as a runner and, and vice versa?
0: Well, first of all, I, I've gained a greater appreciation how for how, um, how much work these events can be, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and how much, uh, the, you know, if you run a running event and everything just sort of comes together, you just sort of probably don't appreciate, uh, the, the, the work that goes behind it. And so now it's given me a much greater appreciation for, uh, the, the, uh, organizational efforts. Uh, but quite honestly, what it, it, it also has sort of balanced things for for me as well it sort of has there's something very uh, i hate to use the word selfish but there's you know running takes a lot of our time doesn't it denny and 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 it takes some time away from our family and our friends and so forth and there's Especially if you're if you're if you're running a lot of miles a week, there's <laughs> I hate uh, I'll put it this way. There's some guilt involved in it, you know. Right. I just feel like you know uh, that's something I'm doing for myself, and and the the race directing aspect, the charity aspect of things, just helps balance that for me. It just kind of I feel uh, better about being a runner, okay, uh, when I can put on an event that people just go bonkers over, you know, the, the, mm. if, I could, if I, the, the, the do Creek trail race that I put on, it literally gets full in like, like four hours, you know? And uh, the people who, who, the people who, uh, who take part in it are just so appreciative and grateful. And it's just the one day of the year that I could just be a complete goofball and, I wear stupid costumes at the <laughs> at the event and uh, and I harass the runners and I hug them and and and, and in a non creepy way, um, of course. And um and I and I make these handmade awards that people really like and it just makes it just makes me feel good and uh, and and that aspect of what I do makes it makes other aspects of my life better. It's something that I that I think about, you know, when. Uh, that distracts my mind when maybe some other aspects of life aren 't so great i 'll think about well how how am I going to take them through the don 't creek what turns am I going to make this year? How am I going to design the course what 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 cool award can I create this year? you know what diabolical thing can I do to make <laughs> make the course really bad for them? Um, you know what nice thing can I do to make them feel that this is a special race and and uh, and then giving that check to that to the charity organization, mm-hmm. all of that stuff is uh, it just makes me feel, I don't know, it just balances things for me.
1: Yeah, certainly, certainly, it's. Uh, um, I, I think you know, like you said, I don't know if "selfish" is quite the right word, but something that we've all, you know, if you if you have families or or you know kids or obli- other obligations, whatever it is um yeah if you're training for some of these races it it takes some time um i think that i I think that you'd probably agree also that you know even though it might be we're taking some time away but we're also making ourselves better so that hopefully when we when we are with our family or friends or whatever we're 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 better people for it um but yeah in the moment it can be selfish so i can see that that ability to be really giving back and and making making a race and and uh um the, the charity component uh very very fulfilling if i had to guess
0: yeah we have uh, if i could just put a plug in we have another race that we're putting on um so the race that the don't creek race is a very much of it it's a, it is an urban trail race it is the f- the first and only ultra trail race in the confines of the city of cleveland mm-hmm. so it's very cool there's a second one that we're putting on on june 1st called the forgotten and it's on the uh, it's in east cleveland which is a pretty uh urban area of cleveland let me just put it that way and the city mm-hmm. and the park is extraordinarily neglected and it is extraordinarily beautiful there are natural ravines and it's the former it's the former grounds of john d rockefeller it's where he lived in mm-hmm. cleveland when he resided here over a century ago and so we're putting on a second uh, uh charity race there uh, that's going to benefit, uh, a local, uh, uh, East Cleveland, uh, charity organization, uh, 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 another organization that, that benefits, uh, uh, foster care, uh, mm. girls who are transitioning out of foster care. But, um, the park is so cool and it is so unique. Uh, I, I am so looking forward to, um, to, to that event. And, I'm, I'm, I, 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 the i have a i have a co-race director jim van orman and i who are working on that so i have all these different things that are going on uh that are outside my professional life outside actually my direct running life you know Mm -hmm. uh that uh that that um that uh that i'm entangled in and um i'm not sure how my 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 wife is tolerating all this she's pretty (laughs) she's, she's pretty wonderful
1: Yes. Well, I, 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 I can speak for that uh, as well, that uh, a, a good wife makes a lot of things in my life possible. So, uh, glad, glad you got yourself a good one as well. Um, with, with this, this race, uh, just again, just to, to make it, uh, as, as hopefully, uh, successful as possible. Are there, are there other distances besides the ultra distance race for people that are listening They're like, gosh, that sounds kind of fun, but I'm not sure I can handle 50 K. Are there other options available?
0: yeah so one of the other things that i want I, I i'm interested in doing is 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 introducing people to the trail running scene so i, I think uh, and the and uh, so for the dome creek race for instance, we have a fifty mile a fifty k a twenty five k and we have an eight mile race okay mm-hmm. and uh, for the forgotten for instance we have uh, an eight mile a sixteen mile and a thirty two mile so there there are there are uh not that eight miles not a long distance, but it's right. a distance that I think most people could uh, uh, can train for, and uh, so we we're keenly interested in having uh, you know uh, of being all inclusive to individuals who are capable of of very long distances or shorter distances, and and we actually in these in. In, in our events, I, I, I welcome somebody who wants to hike it, you know. Right. And uh, so I, I, I don't ex, uh, exclude it. Uh, you know, if somebody wants to if somebody wants to walk the course and experience it, uh, I'm just as excited for them and welcoming.
1: Fantastic. And, and, and once again, like you said, for somebody who's who maybe is the eight miles isn't what's scary, but running the trail for the first time might be kind of the scary thing. So here you go. Ease yourself in. You don't, you're not stuck on it for you know, 20 miles, 30 miles, 40 miles, something ridiculous. My my words ridiculous forty miles is, is counts as ridiculous to me, but you know you can you can ease yourself in and and build on it and get some trail experience. So uh, once again, guys, definitely check it out. Running forward and giving back dot com is the website. Uh, Riches, we're we're getting close to wrapping up here. I, I definitely want to keep things uh, tight with with uh, as far as time and not. To, I, I have a tendency of getting a bit verbose, but uh, and, and maybe lingering on a bit longer. I know you're busy, so we'll, we'll kind of wrap things up quickly. But. Um, would be curious just from, and maybe this is a, a you know a topic that we should have got into a while ago and, and not really have time to dive deep into it. But um, I've heard lots of of studies and research, and I'm sure some folks listening have as well about the uh, the benefits of of running and cardiovascular activity for for brain health and I have uh, a history a, a family history of, of Alzheimer's disease and dementia so I'm you know kind of uh, seeing seeing both of my paternal grandparents uh, deal with Alzheimer's um, before before they passed It's kind of like been my mission since 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 my grandpa when I was I don't know 10 11 12 years old when he, when he passed where I was like I will do anything to avoid Alzheimer's disease if, if at all possible and maybe that's kind of how I got into running I don't know I mean I wasn't much of a runner then but you know as, as I've gone forward and, and heard more about running and the effects on, on brain health, uh, it's like, all right, well, that's a, that's another good reason for me to run is so that hopefully I can I help prevent this. But from from somebody in the field, obviously neurosurgeon, I mean, I don't know how much you study the, the relationship between running and, and brain health, but uh, we'd just be curious if, if there's anything that you can, can add on that topic or, or thoughts or, or uh, new research or anything like that as far as the link between running and, and brain health before we wrap up today.
0: Well, I, I, I could say that there's, it's, it's sort of, uh, there, there haven't been a lot of of, of intensive studies that have looked at running and neuroprotective effects that it that it causes. But what we do know is is that people who are physically uh, who are physically active, who are, are in good cardiovascular shape, have less microvascular changes uh, in the blood vessels that go to the brain. So a lot of patients have accelerated dementia because they have a very small vessel arterial disease as a result of uh, you know, poor general health, uh, hypertension, diabetes, obesity—things that can be averted with being physically active—and uh, uh, and we do see patients who have uh, accelerated dementia and so forth who have uh, microvascular uh, disease. So, I I personally feel that th- that, that running is uh, a a tool to be uh, to, to help people. Uh, keeping good cardiovascular shape—it's not—it's not the right thing for everybody because not everybody has nice. the will or the joints or uh, or the passion for it, you know. Uh, but I, I do think that it has, uh, you know, my my gut feeling is that it has some neuroprotective effects, and I, I think it. There's increasing evidence that it has a significant uh, effect on on mental uh, well health, meaning like a depression and anxiety and things. And, 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 and quite honestly, I, I, I'm somewhat dysthymic and, um, and, you know, and running has from an anecdotal standpoint, I could tell you that, that, that running really helps me to, to feel uh, much better about myself uh, from a mood standpoint. And I think most, a, a lot of runners will attest to that, you know, mm-hmm. Um, and so I, 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 do think that, 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 uh, that, that running is, uh, really that, that, that your legs and your heart and your brain are into, integrally connected. And if you're taking care of, uh, one aspect, uh, you're helping taking care of others. So, uh, it's all about balance. You know, it's all about life balance, physical balance. And, you know, so I, I, I I'm, I'm, Uh, There's actually a really good uh, journal article that came out about depression and anxiety and ultra running uh, last month. And it was edited by one of our orthopedic spine uh, orthopedic surgeons, not a spine surgeon, but an orthopedic spine uh, uh, surgeon, Dr. Jack Andrus, who's also a Northeast Ohio running legend, Western States winner, uh, not winner, but Western States finisher. And, uh, you know, so there's. Uh, he edited that that article that uh, that shows that there's some link between uh, uh, brain health and and uh, and running.
1: Yeah, perfect. Well, that's. That's, uh, like I said, I mean, I, I'm sure it's a topic that we could go much deeper in, but uh, uh, something that I've always been interested in and, and uh, always good to, to hear kind of what's what's going on and, and the latest and things like that. And, and yeah, even if it's not a perfect, you know, just like anything with our bodies, I think they're complex enough that there may not be anything that's a perfect one-to-one do this and it's going to automatically result to this. But but yeah, if we can stay moving, stay healthier, improve cardiovascular health and, and uh, circulatory health and things like that. If that, if that just has a, a minor reduction in the, in the likelihood of some type of dementia or, or whatnot, um, boy, it's, it's to me, like I said, I mean, obviously I, I, mean, I enjoy running it now at, at this point in my life. So, you know, one more excuse to get out the door most days and get my miles in, uh, to kind of protect, protect the brain and, and overall health in
0: general. So, yeah. I, oh, yeah. So, um, no, I, 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 I I wholeheartedly agree with that I think that uh, you know we uh, my, my life is so much better because I've, I'm able to sort of fit this in and uh, uh, and we, we don't know what's in store for us uh, in our futures you know maybe uh, we're gonna have early dementia no matter what we do but I think if I'm doing everything that I can uh, to take good care of myself I, I you know I feel that, I'm doing my part. I feel that we have to be stewards of our own bodies. You know, I have to take care of my family. I've got to take care of my patients, and and that starts with me taking care of myself. You know.
1: Yeah, I could, certainly uh, couldn't have said it any better. I'm not going to try to to add anything to that because I think that's a great a great nugget to end on. Um, without, I typically ask a philosophical question, but I think without even asking one, you gave a philosophical answer. So, uh, to, to wrap things up, so we'll leave it right there, Rich. That's a, a great thought to, to end on. Once again, guys, uh, disruns. slash six eight nine is the link for the show notes today. And if you're uh, interested in, in running uh, one of those, one of the races that, that Rich is a part of, or the whole group is a, is a part of as well, giving back to, to the community, runningforwardandgivingback.com dot com is the website. There, all the the nine races that are available. Uh, you can get all your information, questions answered, all that good stuff at the website. So, Rich, thanks for uh, for taking the time. Thanks for squeezing squeezing us in today. I know you're a, a busy guy with with things to do, much more important things than uh, than share a, an hour or so yapping with a guy in Florida over the internet. But certainly appreciate it, and uh, certainly look forward to hopefully staying in touch. And, and who knows, maybe maybe making a trip up to uh, Ohio sometime to run one of, one of your races. But uh, be well, and, and thanks so much for the time again today.
0: Thank you very much, stay. Uh... Uh, I I appreciate what you do.
1: All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope that you enjoyed the conversation between Rich and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that we talked about today that really kind of resonated with you a little bit, uh, that that stood out, that you'll take with you now that the episode is uh, drawing to a a close, to a conclusion, if you will, for me, the the takeaway, um, obviously, it's it's related to what we talked about today. But maybe the, maybe the ultimate takeaway isn't as specific. But when when Rich was talking about the the run commute and how you know he he, he said point blank that you know he's in a good position. He's like the perfect distance away from the office. He has the opportunity or the ability to get to the office and take a shower, you know maybe take several sets of clothes to work with him so he doesn't have to take clothes. But he, he's got options with how he can do and make that work. And you know quite frankly, not all of us are in a position where commuting to work via running is feasible. You know I mean I think about I think about my, my wife. Um, you know we live too far away, plus she takes you know Addison to school with her. Um, so, you know, if you're in that type of situation where if you're dropping the kids off on the way to, to work and dropping them at school, dropping them at daycare, run commuting, not feasible. You know, if you've got a, a, a much lengthier commute than just a, a handful of miles, probably not feasible. But what my takeaway is, is um, the opportunities that we have that are under our nose that we might overlook. It'd be very easy for Rich to have overlooked the opportunity to run commute, you know, he could have he could have said, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a doctor. I can't run to work and be all sweaty and gross, and 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 you know, I have to have my, my nice clothes on. I have to look presentable. Uh, I I can't do that. I don't have the time, you know. Like it, it might be a five a five mile drive. It might take him ten minutes to drive there, but it certainly takes him more than ten minutes to to drive. So the time that it would take to get back and forth um, by run commute, it, it'd be very easy to say no I can't I can't do it. Yet he figured out that not only does it is it good for him as a runner, obviously, but it's also good for him to kind of, you know, be, you know, get his mind right on the way to work and on the way out. And that just got me thinking of, you know, some things that I could do that, you know, whether it's running, whether it's other little things, whether it's strength training, cycling, uh, whatever, but the times that I could be active that I don't take advantage of, that are right under my nose. You know, times when um, maybe I'm, um, I don't know, just spitballing here, but I'm reading a book. Could I read a book on the bike and have my legs moving, even if it wasn't a serious workout, but have my legs moving to get a little more cross training? Um, You know, could I be a bit more diligent about getting on the foam roller when I'm watching TV as opposed to sitting on the couch and relaxing that way? Um, But there's just so many opportunities that I think that we all have to uh, kind of invent a little bit more time for those things that we don't have time for. You know, I, I've said this before. I can't remember exactly where, but I know I've said this before. Where you know, if, if the kids are at soccer practice, and you're sitting in the car watching watching practice, or you're scrolling on your phone waiting for practice to be over, there's a perfect opportunity to get an hour's worth of running. You know, and maybe maybe your maybe your kids don't want you to just run laps around the soccer field. that, mom, stop. You know, but where where could you run? Could you run around the, the block? Could you? Is there is there a track nearby? You know, is there a, a, a other part of the playground you can go? run through the playground, do some pull-ups on the on the monkey bars, things like that. You could still get a workout in, cross-training and running, even though you don't, quote-unquote, have time for that stuff, because the kids are at soccer practice or ballet or wherever. You know, something where you can, instead of instead of sitting around on your phone, which, you know, I'm not, not here to, to chastise sitting on the phone, because I do that uh, more than I probably should as well. But, you know, when you're doing that, is that an opportunity that you're, um, that you could be creating some more time for yourself, some more time for your running, more time for your health, for your fitness that would help you make progress towards your goal. So I feel like that's you know, that's what Rich did with figuring out the run commuting aspect of, of his life. He's, he's able to get his miles in in a way that's that's manageable, doable, fits into his daily routine. And I just have to think that if I'm honest, there's some opportunities that I'm leaving on the table that I could do something like that and maybe there is for you as well. So that was my takeaway. Don't don't be afraid to find some of those opportunities, to look for some of those opportunities to add a little bit more running into life, to do it, you know, to to whether it's run commute, whether it's run literally running errands, whatever it is. If you can get a little extra running in, a little extra fitness time, it's going to pay off. It's it's going to be beneficial. So, that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at Dizruns. Shoot me an Instagram message also at Dizruns. You can also send an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today's episode, Dizruns.com slash 689. Get your links and show notes and, and uh, photos and all of that good stuff there as well. Find out more about some of the races that Rich has going on up there in the, the northeast uh, Ohio area if you're in that, that region I'll, I'll leave all uh, Ohio jokes aside here for just a second and, uh, you know, go go blue. But uh, if you're in the, the, the Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Pennsylvania area and you or you want to make a trip, lots of great races to check out uh, from the, the good folks over at uh, Running Forward or what, what is it? I don't have the notes right here in front of me, but um, you know what it is. It's The link's in the show notes, so you can find it, disruns.com slash 689. And with that, go ahead and put a bow on this thing. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. As always, don't forget, Be Ready on Race Day is the book. If you haven't grabbed yourself a copy yet, get you one. And uh, if you haven't told a friend about it, you know might, might, might don't be afraid to mention it as well. Uh, certainly appreciate that kind of stuff. Uh, passing it along, spreading the love, helping more folks get rid of those one-size-fits-all plans and get on, get on track with the training that they actually need, that you actually need, to help you be ready for your next race. That's what the book's all about. Be Ready on Race Day is the title. And until next time. Please be well. Thank you again for listening. Take good care, and uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you guys.